Well, hey, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Benedict? I am tired. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yes, well, I can't wait to hear why you're tired and talk about all of that. Uh, we were we were saying just a second ago, at some point, we should probably record or write an official intro for this thing. What do you think? I, I totally agree. And um, yeah, suggestions will come. Uh, hello at, star, uh, 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 what's the name of our podcast? Slowandsteadypodcast.com. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll try out, we'll try out our first official uh, intro next week. That'll be something we'll write, but yeah. Suggestions. Welcome. Hello at slowandsteadypodcast.com. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and on that point, we are also on iTunes now. Like it took, ages to get approved mm-hmm. i have no idea why <laughs> maybe they have to listen yeah, to every listen. episode yeah, like uh, twice or yeah. and and yeah but it's approved and so you as a listener probably found it already but um you can now tell your friends to search for slow and steady and in, in itunes and they actually get a result that's actually yes. us and not someone else <laughs> yeah you you submitted us to a, a number of other directories too i was getting some email notifications yes i basically just took the list from uh, transistor and started checking the, checking it off yeah. from the top but like i still haven't figured out how to submit to google google play and, and google podcast i just i don't know there's a form it tells you put in your feed and then says yes your feed is not in our index and I'm like, ah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I know. I want to submit it. Thank you for confirming. <laughs> what I know. Yeah, I know. I I remember. I remember that being a confusing workflow. I need to. I need to set some time aside and and do that. Uh, look into that. See if I can help out. Yeah, I, I I tried figure it out again, but like, yeah, so far I wasn't able to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because it's because you had an exciting week. Let's yes, we had we had our launch yeah. yesterday, and that was exciting. Um, overall, it went very well. Like I'm I'm happy with the results, um, at least like vanity metrics uh, side of things. Like we made number one on Product Hunt, which was a first for for all three of us. Um, so that was exciting. Um, we got a lot of nice uh, nice comments and feedback and. Even some of our existing customers chimed in on Twitter and stuff and um, shared their reason why they like us yeah. and stuff. So that was super. That was super nice and a, a good experience. Um, on the like on the numbers that really matter front, as I said uh, before, we didn't uh, we didn't set too high expectations, and that was probably a good thing because like we. We got nine new trials, and of those, only like three look kind of legit. Like every, everything else is either people that are obviously just checking out the app, yep. or have invalid credit cards, and like, yeah. So nine new trials from the launch, and uh, uh, yeah, three could actually convert. But who knows? We'll see in two yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be interesting to follow up on. Yeah, but like uh, overall, that was that was super exciting. Um, and um, what was encouraging that a couple of people said they are considering to switch over from Intercom or other tools 
once we add in-app messaging and that's like the next thing on the roadmap. So I've got a feeling that we're heading into the right okay. direction and it would be, would be exciting to, to get those people on board. Cool. Yeah. The, it, you, y'all had a bunch of, it looked like you had a lot of really good buzz and some good excitement around it. Um, I was thinking about it and it, and it reminds me of kind of it's like the difference between the first day of school and graduation and that you should definitely celebrate launching like we all know by now that a big splashy launch and then the next day like that's when the real work starts you know um that doesn't mean that you should underplay it or you know not make a big deal out of it if 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 it truly becomes a big deal in the way that you all had a a successful, you know, marketing campaign and market a good splash. Um, but the first day of school is way different from graduation. <laughs> um, you should True. celebrate both. They're both a really big deal. Um, but I think, uh, I think, you know, the, the idea around launches have maybe gotten some bit of a bad rap because people look at them as if they're as, as if it's graduation. And like, that's not, that's not the point. Like you, there's a a lot of learning (laughs) in your future (laughs) on the first day of school and on launch day, but, but congrats on it. Congratulations on a, on a great first day of school. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It definitely feels like the first day of school um, in a way. I mean, it's been a while since my first day of school, but (laughs) it's like, it's, it's definitely, a new situation now and um i'm excited about like the new stuff we'll learn because like the like the closed beta was uh, was interesting and uh, we learned a lot at, at first but like in the last two to three months we didn't learn that much new stuff anymore in, in terms of like what people need or what we could improve but now it's like a different situation and um like we never got as many signups as in the last two days. Like <laughs> that alone is interesting to watch. And then uh, we probably get more data about where did they come from and uh, why why are they joining? Why are they not converting or whatever? Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm looking forward to discovering what we still don't know about our product. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So what is so you, um, what, what is your signup flow? You, you have, I mean, you can create an account. You can have a trial account. Is there a free setup or a free uh, account creation even prior to like putting in credit card information and starting a trial? We have a, a three-step process. The first one is you create a user account by just entering yep. email, password, and I think your name. And when you submit that step, we create a user account and then you create your actual company account by providing information for that and after that the last step is uh, entering your billing information and that and point is what you consider the trial begin yes and that's that's when the trial yeah. starts and from that moment on it's like 14 days free trial cool. and we got more signups than like nine but a lot of the people just stopped at the step three uh, enter your credit yeah. card. <laughs> That's where we lost them, <laughs> but no surprise yeah, there. Right? No, no, no surprise. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what your how your numbers look from all of those 
uh, from the signups. Um, if those end up trickling into some trials and, and accounts. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have some, we had a basic signup abandonment campaign in place, but uh, we rewrote like one of the emails in there today to basically make it basically address the elephant in the room. We know you don't want to enter your credit card. Here's why you still should. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we see how that works. <laughs> yeah, keep us posted. Well, were there things were there things that people were asking for um, that you're not planning on doing? Um, not really. I, I think in-app messaging was the was the most important thing. Um, and other than that, I can can really think about anything that came up. What what came up a lot of times was like, why should I use you instead of intercom or custom IO and, and stuff like that. So we had to to explain our reasoning there from time to time. But um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure we, we, we convinced those people, but uh, I mean, we have our reasons why we think we are better for some for some people or some some users. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 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 for sure. So I mean, it, so in app messaging, is a, I mean, that feels like that's a pretty hefty uh, piece of functionality to add, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I already spent like four to six weeks trying to come up with a prototype, mm -hmm. but like it's a very, very basic prototype that's not connected to the actual app in any way. <laughs> And uh, getting that built and integrated, that will be a challenge. But um, it's probably the right move um, because it will set us apart from, from other tools like uh, Drip or ConvertKit, like make the difference a bit more obvious there. It will also move us closer to Intercom, which I'm not entirely sure is a good thing because then like, differentiation between the two gets more like the line gets more blurred um and like i i'm pretty sure like feature wise we will never be able to convert with uh, to compete with uh, con um with intercom just because like i mean they have a head start of like i don't know five years six years they've yeah, been longer, around yeah, for even longer than that actually i think and but that's yeah it's like but well, but I mean, I think yeah. your point of differentiation will be that it, it's easier to use. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's at least the goal. Um, but I, th I feel like some people like the, the easier to use um, argument doesn't really work, or usually doesn't work as well for people who are just starting out and are just like, okay, I have to set up a tool. It's it's my first time. Which one do I choose? Like, yeah. do I go with this one tool that has like a thousand features, yeah. or this other tool that has like half the features but it's the same yeah. price, or I don't know, close to the price? And I feel like a lot of people will go with a more powerful tool only to realize a couple of months or years in that okay, I'm just using ten percent of the features and I'm always overwhelmed by the user interface, and maybe then realize that. The simpler tool would be the better choice. Um, so I'm, yeah, not sure yeah. if that's. Yeah, you're you're totally yeah, you're totally right that the 
like the easier to use argument is so subjective and yeah uh while it might be while it might be true it's usually not like um i just i just read april dunford's uh book obviously awesome over the weekend she kind of i wish i had had the book in front of me so i could go back and like find the page where she talks about this but um that that sort of that sort of positioning statement even though it might be true intercom is clogged with features at this point um and it's actually quite expensive um but that even though that the that easier to use might be true she she gave a really great argument for why you should just just don't handicap yourself like don't don't like put yourself in that position to be arguing from that from that feature set um or from that uh that benefit um so that was i i i had to agree with her but at the same time i was like ah oh, i hate to hear that that's true because that feels like such a uh such a real experience for me is when i try different things out it's like well i actually don't want the one that has a feature list you know 80 check marks long if i only want seven of them it's just it's hard to like you were kind of saying it's hard to know that until you've experienced the tool and and used it yeah and i think that like yeah i think that comes with experience like when you when you're first starting out looking for a tool like this you don't know what you actually need and um, you only will realize over time what's actually important and yeah well so what what else from your what else from your week um we had a fun weekend before that or i had a fun weekend before that because like on friday we really started to um get into a performance issues <laughs> Like, oh boy. <laughs> um, we had um, we had a new trial customer, and they instantly started sending like they they connected via segment like and got got it up and running within I don't know twenty minutes or so, but then like they opened the floodgates and just sent over users and event data and we were kind of overwhelmed by that didn't expect that um, and. Um, like one of the background jobs that processes like new users and like notice, ah, oh, there's an update to the user. I should probably check all the segments they have if the user is now moving from one segment to another and stuff like that. And I always knew that that particular job wasn't the fastest one, but it was usually no problem. Mm -hmm. But with them, like they started sending thousands of users and also had created like 20 or 25 segments. So Whenever there was an update to a user, it would check like uh, 20 segments in not the most performance performant way possible. So like this, this one job that runs a million times took up to a minute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and after no time, we had like a queue of I don't I don't remember the exact number, but a lot of yeah. stuff stuck in the queue and basically everything coming to a halt and nothing ever working Gosh. again. And with that, um, the, the Redis server that stores the background queues, I don't know, it, it ran out of connections. So it at some point just refused to, 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 to accept new connections, which then caused the website to fail. And like, it was like, bam, with one, oh. <laughs> one moment to the other, stuff started to break. 
Um, did you know, did luckily, you this, just did, did you notice this right away? Were you kind of watching it, or did you start getting all these notifications? And um, I was asleep while this was Fantastic. happening, uh, so it happened, of course, in the middle of the night. And I woke up to a ton of emails from the monitoring tools, yeah. <laughs> letting me know that uh, there's stuff going on. And um, it took me like, I don't know, two or three hours to figure out like a better solution. And in hindsight, it's just stupid that I didn't implement it that way from the get-go. But the other code was so easy to read. so. <laughs> <laughs> It was very, very obvious what's happening, but it was like the, it wasn't a good implementation. Uh, but like, it was interesting, like the all, um, like the, the entire situation of like being in this high stress scenario of an ongoing outage more or mm -hmm. less. That was something I haven't been in f for quite a while. Like this was the first time back after two, three years, I don't know. I don't remember the last time um, where I had to deal with it. Or you um, were the point person on an extended outage like that. Yeah, yeah. And then like shortly before before realizing the, the extent of the of the problem, I already I also answered a support ticket and they had like a small fix. Um, like they basically just wanted a list sorted in a different way in the user interface. So of course I just went in there, made a small fix and deployed it and then went back to focusing on the on the uh, performance issue issue. And while I was working on it and realizing that this is actually a big problem and nothing's working right now, then Jane sent a message, hey did you notice that the website, like the user interface doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so my so my small fix actually broke something and I didn't realize oh it. Uh, so so I was like getting like, okay, uh, refocus, like what's next? And just like the situation was kind of overwhelming in, uh, at that point. And I mean, in the end, it's not like life and death and there's no reason to get as stressed as I was, but like, ah. Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, well, when it rains, it's, it's it pours. <laughs> so that's, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, man, when you're when you're in the center of of that, and you've got a, a completely broken UI, that's that's your responsibility. You have this other massive like outage going yeah. on over here. It's it's true. In the end, I mean, we're building software. We aren't, you know heart surgeons um but in that exact moment when you feel like my name and like my you know yeah uh, yeah my my reputation so, yeah. is and, on the and, line for getting this fixed or something like it it does feel so <laughs> intensely stressful yeah it's super stressful and it was like a good reminder like that we need processes around that and in the end, I mean, like, while everything was, like, all of this was going on, um, Jane asked questions about totally unrelated stuff, and no blame on her. I just, it was just too much, and it got a little snarky. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, I mean, I just realized that it's so important to be very clear about all of this in, in a way that, like, 
everyone in the team has to know that there's a problem right now and this is like a extraordinary situation and just like communicate that fact because of course you didn't know that i was like uh, um trying to extinguish fires here and yeah. there because like i mean we're a remote team yeah. uh, all she says is oh benedict's online in slack <laughs> i can probably ask him a question and that, that's totally fair but like i should have probably just like send a message and like hey we have a big problem and mm -hmm. whatever and um yeah as i said it was a nice learning experience right. i just wish it wouldn't be like four days before our launch date <laughs> yeah i mean so th those two things happening at the exact same time stressful i mean that would be that's a major incident period like I yeah mean, and then yeah. for it to be <laughs> just a few days before your launch <laughs> oh great yeah yeah and so, so in the i mean so did did like did the customer say hey thanks but no thanks and moved on or did you get it resolved like where does where's all that stand how are you feeling about it um like that that one performance issue we re were able to resolve that within i don't know two or three hours and the new implementation is so much better like it's super fast it can it can now evaluate um the segments for like all users on all segments across entire user list database in, a, in about i don't know eight seconds or so <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it was worth so better yeah. it was worth the time spent on it uh, um but like the the high load from that customer that continued until monday no actually tuesday morning because like they they were still trying out the tool and sending data and not blaming them i mean it's just like they have a very successful app obviously and um also had a, a apparently a, a very well thought out segment integration they were tracking a lot of stuff and even more than we we were able to like it was sent the segment was sending more events and information that we than we would actually process like they would send over page views and stuff like that but it doesn't make a lot of sense to to process page views for us, so we were just dropping those. But I mean, it's the requests that hit our servers, right? right. And um, at some point, we were like processing like fifty requests per second, uh, which isn't a lot for some people, but for yeah, us, no. like just starting out, this it's was all, like okay, something. Yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. Something's up, yeah. <laughs> and. In the end, they canceled their trial and then also disconnected the segment account. Um, but that was, that was only like Tuesday morning. And it, I was kind of relieved at that point, yeah. even though it was like we held up pretty well. Like the system was processing the data and didn't fall over. But still, who knows? I mean, what whatever happens on, this, on the launch day, maybe we get five more of those customers and I'm pretty sure that then at that point stuff would start to break again. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, my, I had an eventful week. <laughs> eventful and, and some learning and some champagne popping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jane actually bought a, a bottle of champagne and popped it uh, on our Zoom call. That was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw a photo of that on Twitter. That. so what how was your week um it was 
uh, it was a good week in terms of my overall, you know, my overall picture of how I am being a self-employed person. Um, uh, so, um, all of my, pretty much all my create like creative energy this week went into redesigning and relaunching my consulting site. And so I was, um, talking through this with a former coworker, just ask, just asking like, Hey, Mel, how are things on your side? And, um, and kept coming back to the, to the feeling of what we have talked about now several times of, yes, no, seriously, how am I going to continue to run a profitable business while I try to get the, you know, a SaaS product um, up and running? Like it is just famously uh, just takes a long time. And so I was trying to identify, you know, in, in a given week, why is it so hard for me to make, to set some time aside and, uh, and move feature audit forward um, in any way? And so I've been thinking about that personally and then also in talking through it with this friend. And I just realized like pretty much all of my clients are, they're custom engagements, um, which on the one hand is good. Like you're able to charge a higher you know, ticket price. And so you have to sell less of them. But um, it just, it takes all, you know, pretty much all of my creative like brain power um, because they're every single one is different. And in order to deliver for them, basically you have to function as, as a, an employee of theirs, not yeah. as yeah. a, um, not as somebody who is just running, running through a, refined professional process that if these are the challenges that you're facing here's how we're going to go about it and here is the deliverable does that fit for you and if it doesn't then all good we're you know we're, we're not a fit um and so like not to not to cop out at all but i this this week i genuinely felt like made some progress on behalf of the SaaS product by spending a ton of time breathing, like looking over my site, um, how like all over the place it was and, uh, trying to start to get more, uh, much more niche. Um, and it still, it still has a little bit to go or still has some ways to go, but, um, I've got some stuff that's in the works that I haven't pushed to production yet, but basically, I mean, trying to go the route of, uh, I know that Jane has taken it, taken them off now uh, because she got features, you know, uh, userless now, but in the way that her, she just had those like priced packages, you know, um, of productized services, like here's what you can get from me. Um, and I'm not sure to what degree there were probably custom engagements that would come in and out of there as well. Um, but that is, that is my, strategy right now and how can I re how can I restructure my personal business so that I can just I just, had, just need more brain power and energy reserved yeah to be able to yeah. want to you know dig into feature audits code for you know four hours in a day um and uh yeah I'm not 
not 24 anymore uh, <laughs> or even or even 30 um where it's just like oh yeah i've got that energy i can tap into that um it's just i i'm i need to be a lot more thoughtful about it um anyway so that's that's kind of like that at, at a higher level strategy of this whole process of what i'm trying to go through and share openly here we'll see like where where it all ends up um but that that's the progress that's that's the biggest step of progress i made this week was burning down the old site launching a new one that i can update much more quickly and i feel like um just uh just feels just feels a lot a lot easier to use my previous site was on wordpress which had just become really kind of a it just wasn't a joy anymore to work on. And I rebuilt my new site in Statomic, which is a Laravel-based CMS by Jack McDade. And it is just, it's delightful. Like from a developer experience standpoint, like it's just really nice to work on. And so I feel like I'm going to get some momentum gained from that. Yeah, I feel like that's an important part. Like if it's, if it's a pain to update your website, you're even less likely to yeah. do it. So might as well optimize for that a bit. Yeah. So I noticed you changed the design. It definitely looks different than before, but like content wise, did you change anything? Like I don't notice that many changes. Yeah. Um, the... I'm not too familiar with your website, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the, the initial pitch and uh, funnel um, is, uh, is, uh, I wouldn't say it's significantly different. It's not entirely different just yet, uh, but that's because some of the I've got some unpublished work on my local machine right now. My first my first thing was wanting to to get um, just get the new design up and out so that as I make these smaller changes or continue to make content mm -hmm. changes, it will feel it will feel easier. Um, I took a ton of my took a ton of my articles and newsletters and put it into a, an ebook, which is now like the primary call to action on the homepage. Um, did a ton of like migrated completely away from ConvertKit onto Active Campaign, like a bunch of like behind the scenes, you know, lead like funnel uh, work um, that isn't seen exactly in in the site that I originally mm -hmm. did. Um, that's all incorporated and, and part of it now. So, um, yeah, so the design is entirely different. The beginnings of the, uh, of the, the funnel are starting to come into place. The final piece that I need to refine, um, and publish are the exact packages. And so, um, like what sort of workbook course and, um, you know, higher level, uh, like productized service that, you know, it's some like two to $5,000 price point as the biggest. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's this guy, Jonathan Stark, um, uh, Jonathan Stark.com is great. I've been really enjoying his resources there. So I've been going through those as I've been thinking about how to, how to restructure or reposition, um, mm. my offering. Do you, can you already share some like the packages you're you're thinking about or the the, the productized services you're you're considering? Yeah. So the the thing I want to offer at like for forty nine fifty, it's a customer insights package, and this is something that I've done custom, 
you know, many times, but each, each time the proposal is a little bit different or um, thought through in a different way, but basically, um, yeah, let's, we're going to interview five. Um, I'm trying to decide like five or eight, like, do they, you re really to like act, you need five. Does eight feel better? Like that's kind of a subjective thing. Um, but a suite of, of interviews, you get those recordings, you get, um, you know, a screencast of me talking through those observations and like a nice deliverable of this was a customer insight. Here's how it can be pulled into your site. Here's an insight. Here's how it can be pulled into your application. Here's how it fits into your overall product strategy. Um, and so that requires a lot of work and thinking on my part to do. Um, but the process itself would be the exact same, you know, every single time. That would be the highest thing. A step down from that is um, like how, so how would you do that yourself? Here are all of the resources that you would need. This is how you run interviews. Here's the checklist for how you schedule them. Da, 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 da. Just like a big like resource list and, you know, a, a, I don't know. Some, some number of hours of recorded videos of me like walking through each of those. So that, and then the, the further step down from that would be just like, here's just a workbook. Um, so like mm -hmm. 49 bucks, 490 bucks, 49.50. Um, like mm -hmm. roughly, like that's just like literally what's, you know, sketched out on a <laughs> sheet of paper somewhere in my backpack right now. Um, so that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to, to sort out um and and offer how does that sounds does a bit like you be honest help save me <laughs> i'm wondering like it sounds a lot like you're transitioning into an info product business mm -hmm. is that the case um like is at that, so at that, deliberate at, at that highest level at 49.50 then that's like i would be doing that work um Dude, if it turned out that I was able to convert BrianRay.com into a, an info products business, that would be great with me because that scales. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if, like it sounds like the, the, the top tier package is basically what you're doing now, but just like under a different label or more streamlined. Yes. But like the, the lower tier levels like how much of those do you still have to build? Um, I'm 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 a bit worried that you're just starting like an entirely new thing <laughs> that will take you, I don't know, half a year to a year to just like I don't yeah. know, write all the worksheets, record all the videos, yeah. whatever whatever that involves, and then. Um, like hopefully it works out, but who knows, right? And is it is this really? I mean, I like the idea in a way, but is it really helping your goal of having more time for feature yes. audits? Because so this is so great, okay? <laughs> because um, <laughs> like my my thinking of I just I need to do something over here so that revenue continues to come in from the consulting practice or from you know from my business with less. Um, with less repeated and creative effort on a weekly basis. Yes. And yes. your concern is, dude, that's going to take you a long time 
just to get that in place and successful. That's you're not, you're just moving in a different direction just as slowly. Yeah. At least for like the lower tier packages, mm -hmm. like those sound like something you still have to invest time in to actually get to a level where you can sell. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's, it would be a better choice to like, try to to productize more of the things you do right now and just like figure out streamlined processes for that yeah i'm probably i think i'm probably being a little too optimistic um <laughs> about how much because those those things that i'm talking about like worksheets and whatever like i i have those because i've used them with clients um and so i'm Let's see. If I'm right, then it's fine. I'm just going to like take the things that I've done before, clean them up a little bit, and then offer them for sale. If I'm being optimistic, then I'm underestimating how much custom customization of those things I did, I've, I've done each and every time. Hmm. Okay. That's a, that's good pushback um, for me to get re but yeah be a little bit more realistic with myself on how yeah how much effort like, I, I think so uh, uh, let me just say this real quick i think the reason that i am going toward that, that that seems attractive is having like multiple tiers to bring people through like it would, because if i could you know if you could sell two of that top th top tier thing a month and handful of other things cool fine like done yeah yeah, and I, I mean, I agree on that part. It sounds like a good, like a good funnel or like a good, yeah, step, ladder. a good ladder yeah, through, good your, ladder. through your yeah. offerings. Um, and it's also good that you already have like some of the worksheets and stuff in place. That's, that's a good thing. So that resolves my worries about like the lower tier and the higher tier, but the middle tier with the videos, yeah. I still okay. think that's probably... You're underestimating that part. Yes. Like, All right. Taking what you already have, cleaning it up, and putting it up for sale. That sounds like that sounds reasonable. I I think you could do this in I don't know two or three weeks. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And but maybe maybe the starting point is to like package up those worksheets and focus on the on the the the, the service offering mm -hmm. and launch that and then see what happens yes. and then you can reconsider if it's worth. Yeah middle tier yeah launch like i feel like you can you can you can spend so much time on recording videos oh, yeah. and coming up with, yeah with the course or whatever okay. so launch launch without the middle tier is your suggestion yeah okay all right let's do it <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not sure if it's like from from a from product tier perspective if it's like the best choice but like time investment wise i definitely mm -hmm okay <laughs> i think you're right <laughs> okay yeah that was great thanks okay well listen man this lead so we, we're practically out of out of time i think for this episode yes but the the other big takeaway that or that from from this week for me is just like i i really need a co-founder on i really need a co-founder on this and so um, maybe we can we can open next week's episode with like a deeper conversation about 
co uh, co-founders how do you find one when is when's go when is going solo the right thing for you when should you find a co-founder do you have any Im Im immediate thoughts on or initial thoughts on that um no <laughs> <laughs> nothing that can be summarized in 45 seconds let, let, let's let i think it's a good idea to discuss this in the next episode um because i've been in both shoes but i I never thought it through entirely, mm -hmm. but like, I think it's a, it's a good discussion for next week and then like, just try to unpack it and see what the pros and cons are for both approaches. Great. What an, what a fantastic teaser cliffhanger. We yeah. Amazing. <laughs> with. We are such audio professionals, Benedict. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Congrats so much to you and to Jane and to Claire on Festival Launch Day. Fantastic work. Uh, good luck. And can't, uh, can't wait to just follow along with everything y'all are doing. Yeah, I'm happy happy to share what, what will happen in the uh, upcoming months. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay, well, thanks so, so much. Thanks, listeners. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye.